What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stranded Face Podcast. Family, I hope you guys are good as we enter the holidays. Man, it is just ending and rolling up so fast. So as we're nearing the Christmas holiday, I just want to tell you happy holidays for real. Going on this journey with me, it's so, so much love. So today I want to do something so different than what you're used to. I wanted to share an episode that I was featured on. And I actually don't share a lot of the episodes I'm featured on on The Stranded because I try to keep our conversations very intimate and very focused for what you guys need. But this was one of my favorite conversations in 2019. And I really feel like we shouldn't end the year without me sharing this with you guys. Some of you may have traveled over to Ronnie Brown's podcast, The Girl CEO, to listen to this episode back in July, but I was featured on her podcast as her mentee. Now, I don't know if I've made it clear, but I hired a mentor at the beginning of this year, right around the time that I quit my job, and it was a huge investment, probably the scariest thing that I have ever, ever done, but it was so worth it, y'all. She's really the person I can attest my success to and really the reason why I made any crazy leap. Now, she's not the reason why I quit my job. I had already made that decision before I hired her, but everything this woman has taught me has 10x anything, any idea, anything I've put my hands on. And to add to that, she just don't play about implementation. Like she'll tell you to do something and call you two days later on FaceTime and be like, where you at? What's going on? So I haven't had someone push me this hard in a long time and it was refreshing and just eye-opening and it made me make moves. But outside of that, Ronnie pushed me to elevate my confidence in a way I could never do for myself. Um, I actually started her podcast before I knew I was going to run an agency. I did it for her, um, as a favor. And the day that I completed it and told her it was done, she told me to send her an invoice. And between you and I, y'all, I sat at my desk for hours because I had never, besides helping friends launch a podcast, I had never done such a thing. So I had no idea what to bill someone. What do you invoice someone? I just took her audio, edited it, applied her to all the popular platforms, put a, put put some things together, it took me about a week and a half. So I had no idea what to bill her. So I invoiced her $250. And in the notes, and I'm being so vulnerable with you guys, I put, I'm sorry, I hope this isn't too much because I felt so guilty. I felt guilty about asking for money for my time invested and spent in services. Isn't that crazy? But just to go to show you how far I've come in six to eight months, but I invoiced her $250. You guys, when I woke up, she paid me $1,250. And I was like, oh my God, she overpaid me. It was an accident. I have to call her. I have to tell her. And I did. And she said, why are you calling me? Because you think I paid you too much? And I said, yes. And she said, I did not pay you too much. I paid you what you were worth. And don't you ever ask for a dime less. I hope you know your worth. Y'all, that changed my life forever. Not only did it empower me to start Instapodcast, my podcast management agency, where we manage over 15 podcasts now and have a waiting list, but it taught me 
to never charge less than what I'm worth, that as long as I'm providing the value, I can charge what I'm worth and I should be confident in that. So this woman taught me so much. I love the Girl CEO podcast just as a listener, as a consumer, and not just as as her uh, management team, but as a consumer. So I had an opportunity to be featured on her podcast and we talked about my journey as a mentee. So maybe this will give you some insight on what my year looked like in business and really help you understand um, how quick your life can change in less than a year. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode between myself and my mentor, Ronnie Brown, about my journey in hiring a mentor, the importance of hiring a mentor that's experienced and just my journey in business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Girl CEO Radio, the playground for female entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ronnie Brown. And with me today, I have one of my favorite mentees in the whole wide world. Jessica, say hello. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the Girl CEO podcast. Ronnie, thank you so much for having me. I am elated to be here and have this conversation with you today. I am so freaking excited, (laughs) but I'm even more proud of you. Thank you. you. This is going to be a really cool podcast because I'm sure Jessica will take this over like before (laughs) your eyes because she is the podcast pro. (laughs) So you know how you have that person at one way or the other, they're going to be who they are. So she is the podcast person. So I'm sure that she'll be taking over this podcast before the end. I'm the the co-host today, not the guest. (laughs) (laughs) Look, she's actually the co-host today. (laughs) But I want to just just kind of brag on you for a second because you were really at a space where you were trying to figure out how you were going to go full throttle yep. with your business. When I met you, you definitely struggle with confidence and believing in yourself and knowing your worth. Mm, say it again. <laughs> yeah, let me just say that one more time. <laughs> knowing, knowing your worth was definitely a big issue when Absolutely. it came to you pricing your services and, and really seeing the value in your brand initially. But look at you now. Thank you. Thank Let's you. Let's talk about what's happened. Man, listen. <laughs> well, I think you said it. You you nailed it on the head. It's like I lacked confidence, but I think people forget confidence comes with clarity. And I had no clarity. So I had services that I knew how to provide that I knew worked, but until I had my first conversation with you and you really explained to me, like, do you realize this is a very legit service that you provide? <laughs> And really made me understand my worth. Did I realize and get the clarity that I needed to actually put a plan in place for my business? Because I was just kind of running on E. I had I had no clue where to go. And I absolutely wasn't making monthly and I was looking for even after I'd quit my job, my corporate job in April. So I had no idea where I was going. I knew I needed a mentor, but I didn't think I had the money to invest in the right mentor. And after I had that one-on-one conversation with you, I knew I needed you. Like I was like... Too bad. So sad. I've got to figure it out. So let's talk about what has happened now. Where are you in your business right now? Woo. It's so funny because I think people hire mentors and they think that this person is just going to help me scale, you know, to millions or this person is going to give me all the secrets that I didn't know. And you always joke, but it's real. Like you literally just slapped me into success. Like there was things that you were like, <laughs> you were like, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you done that yet? Like, here's the three things you need to do today. In order for you to make X amount of money, you need to be talking to X amount of clients. And so it just goes to show that we started working together in April. Like I, 
I made this investment in April and here we are fast forward, not even a full three months later. And my only goal for 2019 was to make my take home income from my corporate job. I said, if one month I can make my take home income, I would be, I would know that I was on the right track. And I just ended June doubling that, doubling my take home income, which was beyond my expectations. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I know that there was a mindset shift that had to happen in order for that to take place. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because everyone wants to make money, right? Making money is at the top of everyone's list. But I believe that you have to be mentally prepared to make money, meaning you have to value mentorship. You have to really be at a space where you know that the investment is going to pay off in the long haul and you can't expect instant success. You were so fearful. So fearful. <laughs> so fearful because I was so afraid, like somebody's going to listen to this and, and know what I'm talking about. But I was so afraid that I was going to run people off if I raised my prices to what I couldn't even fathom charging people that I was scared to raise my prices. I thought they were going to say, no, I could Google, you know, I could do that. I could do that on my own if you're going to charge that much. I was scared that I would run people off from my services. Yeah. One thing that I always tell people is that we don't ever want to do business when we're desperate. Woo. We don't ever want to do business when we're desperate Mm-mm. because we make some really bad decisions. You're trying to constantly fit a square into a circle. Like you're trying to do services and things that you're not prepared for just to bring in the income. When in reality, if you just take the time to refine things like what we did in your program, it helped me so much because now I can say no. Like I can say no to things that don't align with my brand and my agency and what I'm doing. Like it's it's so perfect because I remember there was a point where I was like, well, whatever everyone asked me for, I'm just going to figure out how to do it. I remember someone, I had a client call and they said, well, I don't really care about the podcast management part, but would you be willing to run my social media? And I literally thought about it. I was like, well, I need money. So maybe I should just learn how to do that. <laughs> And but I would never enjoy doing that. And the truth is, is I'm not the best at it either. So why in goodness name would I try to add that to my services? Because you were desperate. And I was trying to find the confidence when I should have already had the confidence in what I already knew how to do. Yeah. Sometimes we're super anxious and we're trying to replace that income and we're just throwing anything out there, meaning anything that we could do to make a dollar, we're willing to do it. I talked to uh, one of my mentees and she was a stylist. And we talked about how she went from styling to taking, doing makeup, steaming people's clothes before the event. I was like, whoa, 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 this, this is too much. You're a photographer. You know, she, she was a photographer, not a stylist. Sorry. <laughs> she was the photographer and she, she ended up doing the styling. She was steaming the clothes. She was picking the locations, you know, she was on the makeup, you know, helping in all these different areas. And I'm just like, why are you taking on all these tasks? And this has nothing to do with your business. But sometimes when you're anxious and we, and we get to a space as entrepreneurs, especially a new entrepreneur, absolutely, where you're like, I can't turn down a dollar. Right. I need all of it. Every penny. <laughs> <laughs> I need all of it. Every penny is the worst thing that you can tell yourself. Yeah. And that's why I think I've heard you say this before, but it's don't jump to quit your job. Like that's the dream funder. If you don't have something to rest on or rely on, then you find yourself way far off from what you originally aligned with or what your what your alignment or your plan was because you just trying to scrape pennies. 
Yeah. And what also happens is you over promise and you under deliver. You over promise. <laughs> I remember talking to you the first time I started working with you and you were mad at your business. Remember? Yes. That? Yes. And it, you brought me so much clarity. You literally took the dynamic of one thing that I could not figure out and you flipped it. And it was like, because I was, was taking low paying clients to just prove to myself that I could do the services, even though I, uh, I'd i been doing the services for years, but I had this mentality that I had to do it for years so that I could have all these testimonials and I could prove to people that I could do it when in reality, it was the lack of confidence that I was fighting against. And then I wasn't seeing the success I wanted because it's the equivalent of someone paying $100 to go to college and then you wonder why they don't take it seriously. Like yeah. I, was, I had these low paying clients that weren't taking my services seriously and then we would have no end results. So I kept thinking that I maybe you don't know how to do this, but I did. I did. And you helped me flip the dynamic and understand that those weren't my ideal clients. My ideal clients were elsewhere and they were absolutely going to pay for my services. And they did. And they do. <laughs> but you were bitter with your business. I was. I didn't even want to do my coaching calls. I was about to say that you didn't even want to do your coaching calls because you had took on so much and you were getting paid so little and you didn't understand that. It wasn't that you didn't love what you were doing and that wasn't something that you were passionate about. It was really the fact that you had overcommitted yeah. and overextended yourself. Some of the things that you told me you were doing, I was I was like, really? Are, are you kidding me? And <laughs> are, are you serious? Is it this easy? And you're making how much? And I was like, you were like, oh no, Mm-mm. oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, we we all go through this process where we have to know our worth. Yes, I've personally, you know, gone through that process as well. You know, I look at even thinking about working with you now, you have walked away from your job. You Mm -hmm. have replaced doubled and this month. She's actually set to triple her income and you just you just need someone to set the fire under you and hold you accountable. And I think the biggest thing that I want all of the girl CEOs listening to this to know is that. We also have to fish. It's not just about marketing. It's not just about branding. It's about accountability and making sure that we are fishing every day. You have to go and you have to fish. Yes. You sit there. The fish aren't going to jump out the water. You don't build it and they come. Remember I told you, I remember the first day. I remember the first day I'm like, uh, you need to reach out to this many people. You're like, reach out to people. (laughs) I said, I said, and you were like, and then I said, okay, I'll do it. Fine. And then I went and did it. And then you were like, I said, I did it. And you said, screenshot it to me. And I was like, oh my God. And she, I'm like, how many, how many did you reach out to? And I said, and she, I think she said like five. And I said, well, screenshot. She only had like two screenshots. I was like, no, you did You did too. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's so funny because no one talks about fishing anymore. Right. Everyone talks about attraction marketing, but you still have to fish. Absolutely. In and age. And I was still thinking about your face when I said, you got to fish. I want to see how many people you are willing to reach out to. And she's like, what? What do you mean? Reach out. And I remember you saying, what am I going to say? Yeah. 
because I had no idea. I was like, if someone wants a podcast, they'll let me know or they'll like be looking for someone like me. How am I going to reach out to someone and talk them into having a podcast? And if I talk them into it, isn't that not my ideal client? And I was so far from wrong because I've even had women that are like, you know what? I'm not ready for a podcast right now, but like you pitched the hell out of me. Like when I am, I'll come back to you because this was so good, you know? And and I even realized like just you forcing me to do that made me realize the questions that people were going to ask, like how to answer the rejections of people that were on the fence. And then I put that information in my proposal. And so just when I'm sending a proposal to people, I've, I've even had like large companies that are like, send me your proposal and I send it to them. And they're like, man, this was really good. Like this told me stuff about podcasting that I didn't even know. And yeah. so it that forced me to level up so quick as to throw myself in the fire like that and just really hear what people wanted to know, what their rejections were and what was stopping them from starting a podcast. Well, it's on now. <laughs> Girl, I got a team of three now. <laughs> yes, team of three. Yep. Let's make some noise for the team. <laughs> I did because because last month this is what and we can talk about this too and I'm sure you can speak to this is last month I did something that I never thought I would have to do until next year and it was to, I had to stop and I said I can't take anybody else because I gotta align the workflow right now because it got messy real quick like I was like. Back to what you said, I was getting ready to overcommit and underdeliver if I wasn't careful. And so I had to yeah. get with somebody that specialized in workflow, which I happen to have a, a a partner that does that. And she had to align everything for me so I could get back to a good place. And that's when I knew I had to hire staff because now I have something that works. Now you got to go wide. Exactly. And you have to make sure that everyone is on the same page and that it's a smooth flowing system. But something else that we all have to make sure we incorporate is everyone understanding their position and what they are supposed to do and having it down to a space where it can be duplicated if anyone transitions out. Oh, that's real. Processes and documentation. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, we all go through that space where we have to start over and start from scratch and do things from the beginning, you know, and you learn, you learn. I mean, something that that I personally had to experience in my life was walking away from a company and then starting my company from scratch. And that was the, one of the hardest things for me to do. It was scary as hell, right? We got to dig deep into this because I remember you got to know Ronnie and know that like she's great in business, but you don't really get to know her for a while. She takes a while to open up to you. (laughs) And so when we had this conversation well into your mentoring program about how you went through this, I was in shock because I've seen you for so long. Just look like you've been you ain't new to this. Like, you know how to do this. And so when I heard you tell me that you had you know, done a network marketing company and done so well in it. And then you walked away just to blow up your personal brand, not really certain how you were going to do it. I was like, how, how did you know, how did you know that this was going to work? Or did you know that this was going to work? I believe that rejection is a form of protection. Mm. All right. Bring (laughs) the Bible out for me today. (laughs) And I believe that God will keep on stopping you, keep stopping you and keep stopping you until you go in the direction that he's telling you 
that you need to go in. He will also send you these little people called angels. Well, they, they will actually be real people. He'll use them to tell you, well, when are you going to do this? When are you going to launch this? We're waiting for this. No, I don't want to. I don't want to support that. It got to a space where people started to tell me, I don't want to support that. I want to support I you. I want to support you. I want to support your thing. That's what they started saying to me. Can we just acknowledge the fact that I still can't find anyone online that gives as much value as you do? Like, I don't know anybody that does a live every day and they have to know that you don't do it for the intent of like, you know, all the gurus say like, do a live every day and it'll help you grow your, your following. But you literally do it to make sure that you give to your followers. I've been posting on Instagram for, ooh, since 2011, almost every day. If you go look at my Instagram account, you click on the little information bar at the top on the right hand side and and as information about this account, it'll show you how long I've been active. 2011. Do you all have that type of patience? (laughs) That's eight years. Do you have eight years? And people are just starting to realize and even notice me. They're just starting to notice me eight years later. Do you have that type of patience? I need you to know that they don't. Most people don't. (laughs) Most people. I'm launching podcasts and the day of people are like, well, that didn't do as well as I thought. What happened? Yeah. Whoa, this is not build it and they come like this is marketing, fishing, like all of the above And, and doing it over and over again until you think you did it too many times. Do it five more times. Let me tell you, eight years of posting consistently on social media is the reason why my podcast within 60 days had over 50,000 downloads. Yeah. Oh, you launch an episode and hit 20,000 like that. Yeah. But that is because I've planted the seeds. Yes. The reason my podcast has been top 200 in business on iTunes since I launched. It's been months now, you know, and it's still there, but that's because of all of the value that I gave away, pay attention to this, for free, for free over the last eight years. Are you really that passionate about your business to give people free value for eight years? Or are you just so anxious to slap that 1997 behind that coaching program and make a dollar? So I hear what you're saying, but I want you to I want you to take this deeper, too, because so many gurus out there are saying, like, don't give away anything free. Don't don't give away free content like you need to charge for your services. That's part of knowing your worth. Like, what's the difference between knowing your worth, which is something I struggle with and knowing when to charge for your services? I believe that you have to do the groundwork first. Yes, you can know your worth. Yes, you can charge what you're worth. But do you really have the credibility? You know, credibility, credibility comes with a few things. It comes with education. It comes with time. It comes with experience. It comes with you actually having testimonials from clients that you work with. People are just jumping out out there and they're just slapping an actual title on things and they haven't put the work in. You haven't planted enough seeds to be considered an expert yet. We really have to do the work. We have to do the groundwork. You have to give people a little something first. I believe that if you give them a little something for free first, they'll be more likely to invest with you and do business with you because 90% of the time people are scared, you know? There's too many scammers out here. 
<laughs> exactly. And Instagram is a place where everyone, you can kind of be whatever you want to be, right? Right. Overnight, even if it's not true, which is the scary thing that's happening online right now. But they say, honestly, they say that 80%, I did a masterclass on this last night inside of the Girl CL community. They say that 80%, let me let me make sure I, I quote this the right way. <laughs> but when I when I when I read this, it was really, really powerful. It said 92% of salespeople give up after four no's, but 80% of prospects say no four times before they say yes. So your yes is on the other side of the last no that you're willing to take. Yeah, I believe it's on the on the other side of the last set of information <laughs> that you're going to give away that last live, you know, those last that last those last four lives. Are you willing to do four lives and give away information four times first? And then maybe after that fifth live, they could say, yeah, I can. OK, I can trust her now. Right. She knows something now. Right. Just keep giving away. It's, it's basically your credibility. You're showing your knowledge. Hello. I have people ask me all the time on my lives. They're like, Ronnie, how do I build my influence online? I'm like, teach something. What are you good at? Okay. So you said education, credibility, authority, all of these things. You have to teach something that you know. I think people forget that you've had several businesses. Like you have worked your way up in several companies before Girl CEO. That Girl CEO was when you finally stepped out and said, okay, this is my brand. But you have done this numerous times, right? Yeah. So I started my first business in 2008. It really took off 2009. The name of my company was Amore Monet. It was a makeup line. We had like makeup products. We had candles. And if you, if you Google Amore Monet or even go through like my old Facebook page, my Facebook page and look at my pictures from back in 2008, 2009, you will see me at vending events. I had makeup, candles, scrubs. I mean, everything that you can think of, we had it. And I was vending like crazy. When I tell you I was at every event with a table selling my products, it was insane. From then, I am from there, I ventured from there to opening an actual salon because I saved up the money from that business to open a salon. From the salon business, I literally sold all of my products out of there. I had stylists in there. We offered services in there. And then that's when I decided that, okay, if I can see here, because I made really good money selling products, my own product, but I did not have that income to mass manufacture it at that time. I was a single mom single mom of three, making it happen. I was making all of my products by hand in my home, shipping everything out, doing the labeling, doing the the entire process. I was customer service. I was shipping the fulfillment. Real was, entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poverty entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to run the McDonald's, take the order, drop the fries, and mop the floor. Right. It just, happen you can't run a business like that right you just it's like have you ever gone to mcdonald's and the same person who's taking the order is dropping the fries i'll be back (laughs) and cleaning the floors and prepping the burgers like that was my life and they're gonna eventually mess up trying to do everything eventually burn out right and it's gonna be so overwhelming that you can't even handle it anymore so um i ventured out of that opened the salon, started really selling the products in the salon, realizing that there is such a need for products. And then I get approached by a lady <laughs> when <laughs> that walks to my salon pretending like she was coming to get some eyebrows done. But she was prospecting me the whole time because I was using social media. Right. 
to really promote my actual salon. So I had mastered getting traffic to come in because I learned how to use Twitter and Instagram to sell the services. And she came in and she told me because we were really good friends now. She's like, girl, I was prospecting you the whole time. I was coming to get my brows done, but I wanted to meet you. I was prospecting you. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. And uh, we connected and I ended up getting into the direct sales industry. And I used all of the wisdom that I had learned from selling products. I mean, I sold thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of makeup, candles. I mean, I was everywhere. I had my children with me. I didn't have a babysitter. My kids had on t-shirts, company t-shirts. You know, they were carrying boxes. Like the struggle was real. Wow. So I jumped into that. And within my first 17 months, I made a million bucks. I was like, hold on. Are you telling me that I don't have to be somewhere to make money that I can actually sell? Oh, that's when residual income kicked in. <laughs> that's when I learned the residual income yep. thing. I was like, hold on. You know, this is this is easy. And before I looked up, I was making anywhere from 50 to $100,000 a month doing that. But there was always something pulling me. And this is where... I always try to tell people that you have to serve. You have to learn. I probably had about 30 to 40,000 people under my leadership in that company. And I worked my, my tail off. I mean, for six years. So sometimes we want to jump off the porch and we want to be the owner and the boss forever. But I really learned a lot from that company. You were producing other people in that time. Yes. I was, and I was producing for other people. Right, both. (laughs) At that time. You know, you have to think about, I think Master P talked about this. He said, don't, I believe he said, like, don't take, what did he say? Something is, there's a quote where he said, like, don't take $50,000 a month where you can be making 5 million. It was like something like that. Right. Right. So when you're making that kind of money, you're so excited, right? Mm -hmm. But the truth is you have to understand business. If someone can pay you 1.3, 1.5, something like that a year, and you're making 10% commission off of something or 15% commission, right? Right. Just imagine. If you were making the full price off of all those products. Exactly. And we don't, we don't see that. We don't see that. And I think for me, I had to do that for me to really understand. I had to serve. I learned a lot from that company. I am so thankful for that opportunity. I'm so thankful for the owner of that company for being a part of that. And and that's, this is so important. Like I pay homage to that, that, that company to, to Mark, who's the owner of of that company. And even uh, his, his daughters, I learned a lot of business. I learned relationship building. I learned retention. I learned how to hustle. I learned how to build momentum. I learned a lot, a whole lot, but I also learned to value myself. I learned my worth through that process. Right. I will tell everyone listening to this is the most valuable thing you'll ever learn in life is your worth. And so you weren't born with it either because one would think you were born with it tatted on your neck, but. (laughs) No. Wow. I learned my worth and walking away from that. (laughs) I mean, I've seen people say she's crazy. Absolutely. You know, some, some, someone told me like, you were the most successful African-American woman and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? 
you you guys have no idea what God is about to do through me right now. Right. Like sometimes we contentment is real. Contentment is real. Jay-Z talked about this. Okay. He said in one of his podcast interviews, he said, people will look at someone and they'll say, I'm going to start my own shoe. And they'll walk away from a deal with Nike. And our people will look at them and say, why would you leave Nike? Right. You've lost your mind. You've lost your mind. What are you thinking? But that person has the confidence in themselves and they're saying, I can do, I can start my own shoe. I can start my own brand. And Nike was once them. Right. One had to start Nike. Right. right. So when I look at the companies that I've worked with and I've done partnerships with and, and I've made millions of dollars through those companies, it's like when people say things to me like, why would you walk away from that kind of money? You're crazy. It's like you're you're so small minded. Yes. That comment is a reflection of your self-esteem. Right. It just goes to show that you don't even realize that I could be the next X, Y, and Z. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I remember getting a, co- a client a while back that when in a network marketing company and all she kept asking me was how she could apply this to the podcast. And I kept trying to explain. I thought I was crazy. I kept trying to explain to her like, you know, you're so talented in social media. You're so talented in all of these things and marketing. Why wouldn't you consider stepping away? Because that's what I kept telling her. I'm like, you're making 10% of this and that's exciting you. What would it feel like if you made 100% of that? Well, well, let me piggyback on this because I don't believe that network marketing is a bad thing. I don't believe that affiliate marketing is a bad thing. I believe that everyone has to learn and they have to be patient. Right. So everyone doesn't have it to walk away and do their own thing. (laughs) Working on your own thing is a whole different ballgame. See, what you have to understand in those type of industries, it's a ready-made system for you. The website is there. The customer service is there. The shipping and fulfillment is there. The marketing is there. The product is already made. You really don't have any overhead other than what you're personally using and sharing and things like that. Okay. Right. Now it's an entire different ball game when you're a business owner. And a lot of people who are in those industries, they can barely manage. Right. They can barely manage that business. Right. They're exhausted when they get home at six o'clock. They they don't even have the tolerance level to really dedicate an extra hour or two to something else. And it's it's pre-made. It's ready-made. It's almost like a franchise, pretty right. much. Right. So if you can't win in that you really may need to spend some time there and master it before you think about venturing out and doing your own thing because that's when it's going to get real. That's so valid. Yeah. So be careful pushing people and saying, hey, won't you walk away from that? No, a lot of them don't have the discipline. A lot of them don't have the revenue to invest. They don't have the money to pay people to help them build companies. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the capacity. So what I will say is I am so glad that I stayed and I learned for six years what I needed to learn from that industry. But I always had my own business the entire time. Even when I was in those ventures, I still had my own companies outside of that. I have to ask you this. I was thinking this the whole time you were talking is that if you listen to what you said from 2008, 2009, when it got big, it really sounds like you had four different ventures. You went from 
you know, the Amor, what was it? Amor Monet, it's my daughter's name. Oh, see, Amor Monet. And then you had the salon, then you have the network marketing company, and then you go from girl CEO. And if someone else told us that on paper, it would sound like, well, girl, you can't stick with nothing. You can't stay nowhere. And what I what I want to show about this is that you knew how to grow from zero to 100 in everything you did. So the people, because you always were giving away stuff for free, helping people out, serving others, your followers followed you everywhere you went. Oh, yeah. They supported me and they encouraged me. Honestly, they were one of the biggest reasons why I really went full throttle with Girl CL. Like now I will I'm only willing to do affiliate programs. Right. Right. I'm not. I'm not in a space where I'm open to doing MLM stuff again. It has to be affiliate and it will be part time for me. Anything that I do outside of my company will be part time side hustle affiliate things. I am 100 percent dedicated to myself right now and my company. So the the vision is just different because walking away from that and building something for six years, when you walk away from it, you can't take that income with you. Right. I love it. You can't take that income with you. So the freedom, the residual, all that kind of stuff is like, no, it's there as long as you're there. (laughs) But when you step out on your own. (laughs) It's gone. Right. It's gone. So I sat in the car one day talking to my son and my son is 18 and he told me, he's like, mom, you've been going so hard for everybody else for six years. He's like, I can't wait to see what you do for yourself over the next five years. Ooh, kids say the darndest things, don't they? (laughs) Tears were in my eyes. Wow. Tears were in my eyes. And I think it hit me one day when I was getting my makeup done. Letitia, she'll probably hear this. She, She may not. But I was getting my makeup done one day and a young lady had called me and I was trying to put her on with a program. And she's like, can I be honest with you? And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? She's like, I don't want to get involved in that. She's like, I want to get involved with your company. I want to be a part of Girl CL. She's like, that's what I want to support. It's your thing. She's like, I want to support your hard work, your blood, sweat, and tears. That's what I want to do. I got the chills. So you knew, you knew at that point it was time. What will happen is God will start just blocking it. If you are not obedient, he'll block it. That's facts. He'll block it. So you have no other choice but to focus on what you're supposed to be focusing on. And look at you now. I can't even believe what's happening. Really? I can believe it, but I was prepared for a much harder process. <laughs> I was prepared. Like I always prep my mind for the worst. The worst. Yep. Yeah. That's that, that's that's, that's that super independent woman right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, you better be ready for survival for two years, three years. Like I'm because I've built companies before and it's not a one year thing. No, never. You know? We're growing like crazy. This is like 2019, 2018, the end of 2018. 2018 was our first real year in business. Wow. And it's crazy. We have hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of members and goodness gracious, our social media. I mean, it's exceeded mine. I've been on social media for since 2011 and Girl CL has more followers than me personally. The company has out has passed me up. <laughs> so I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you got to bet on yourself, right? For real. So 
for anyone right now who's recently launched something or wants to put something out there, like, what do you tell someone starting out right now, looking at how successful you are and now hearing that this this possibly took you eight to 10 years? Be prepared to cry in the car. (laughs) You will cry in the car. You will have those days where you get in your car and everything is going haywire and you melt down and you just cry your eyeballs out and you you turn the radio off. Right. Definitely turn the radio off. Because I can't hear that shit right now. (laughs) You can't even hear that shit. Like you don't want to hear anything. You cry and then you let it out and then you inhale, you exhale and then you you start talking crap to yourself. You ever you ever curse yourself out? And Absolutely. Get your Absolutely. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're that's it. You got five minutes to cry. Now put your big girl panties on. You you got this. You're you done got with this. this. It's a part of the process. You can't sit in this moment. Get your shit together. And you'll tell yourself that that'll be one thing that's definitely going to happen to you. And then another thing that I, that I would say to someone who is at that space where they're starting something is, please don't rush it. I feel like right now, if I could be super, super raw with you guys, every time that I was anxious for something, it backfired on me. Every time. Every time that I was anxious for something and I was rushing to get into a business deal or a business venture and I was just rushing, making hasty decisions too quick, just jumping into stuff always backfire. Ooh. So just be patient with what you're working on and what you're trying to achieve. Be patient with what you're working on, what you're trying to achieve, who you're collaborating and connecting with. Yes. Be very careful in that area. Yes. Be, be very careful. In addition to me walking away from my, you know, that company last year, I mean, I lost a lot of money attempting to connect with and do business with someone who I thought could mentor me in a certain area. I mean, jumped into real estate investing and didn't really know the person that well, thought I knew them, didn't know them. Lost over a hundred thousand of my own money out of my own savings, like just being anxious and listening to people hype things up because Mm -hmm. it's just... Sometimes you just, you believe that it's so easy and it can be done so fast. Right now, I think, I think the biggest thing that I pay attention to is when anyone tells me it's so easy and you can make a lot of money fast. That's my sign to go in the opposite direction moving forward. Huge red flag. If it's easy and it's fast and I can make a lot of money, it's not for me. Exactly. This is like at the dinner table on the first date when he don't pull, when he don't want to pay the check. Like this is a sign. (laughs) (laughs) This is a sign. Or or you, or he wants, you know, he wants to just tell you that he's the best thing in the world. You know, it's like, let me tell you all my accolades real quick. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But seriously, every time that I've gone into things anxious, listening to hype, people told me, you're not going to have, you're not going to have to do anything. I'm telling you, no. It's a sign. Run the opposite way. Mm. Like, not only did I walk away from that, I went through that a bad deal. Mm. You know, this was a season where everything was being revealed to me. Everyone was being revealed to me and still having to get up every day with my poker face on and get it done. You talked about that in a podcast one time that I loved. And it was just like you talked about how 
you will never pull up at Starbucks and there will never be a sign that says like, hey, I had an emotional day. We'll be open tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And we think that that's okay. Right. Like next year, I'll probably tell my, my entire story, but last year was the craziest year for my life. Like the craziest year, business. And it was also the year you branded, like branded yourself huge. Oh my gosh. That was a year where professionally everything was going great. Personally, with people showing me their true hands, I was just like, what the hell? Like I've known you for 12 years. I would have never imagined that you would do this. Like, oh my God, like business deals. I'm telling you, sometimes you you really have to use discernment. You don't know why people are coming back around in your life. You don't know. So just, just use discernment. Be careful with partnerships with people that aren't where you want to be. Wow, that's valid. Mm. Aren't where you want to be. Because normally it's an opportunity for them. Yeah, not for you. especially if they have to sell you on it. Exactly. Like I knew talking with you that you were and and not in the same niche, but I knew based on all the free content that you give away that you had experienced this and you'd been through what I need to go through moving forward. So I needed a guide. I needed a guide. And I knew that you were that. But there's a lot of people that claim to be that are not. Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing that I've also learned is just really not judging people because I had to just learn that you don't know how you will respond to, to anything until you go through it. What? Right. Everyone, everyone will tell you what they would do and how they'll do it until they actually go through it themselves. Oh, that's a word in relationships and business and everything. Friendships. You know, you go, as you grow, you have a lot of people that show up and they're, they're working to get really close to you. And they'll even go as far as attempting to buy your friendship. Mm-hmm. But I had to stay grounded with my real friends, like right. my real friends, my starter pack friends. Starter okay. pack. <laughs> <laughs> because. But that's so different than what everyone's saying, which is go get you some new friends, surround yourself with entrepreneurs, surround yourself with the people you want to be around. But there's a difference between keeping business business and surrounding yourself with a strong support system in your personal life. People that truly know who you are. Yeah. And I think that it's OK to make new friends. I'm always open to making new friends, but I'm I'm staying close to my starter pack friends as well. Mm-hmm. The people that were there from the beginning. And then I'm making new friends, but there are levels. There's an inner circle. OK, there's the outer circle. OK, and there's the associate circle. Right. So you you have different levels and everyone can't have access to the inner circle so soon. And I think that we have to just use discernment. We got to pray. I put up a a tweet and I said, I used to pray for stuff. And now I just pray for discernment and for God to guide my steps. And peace, peace of mind. Oh man, you need that protection. Mm -hmm. Every day, if you're listening to this podcast, just say, God, show me. Show me who the people are that are around me. Reveal them to me. What are their intentions? What do they really want? God, show me. And if I'm not listening, please make it clear to me because sometimes he's already trying to make it clear to us and we refuse. We refuse to listen. Yep. That's it. 
Well, thanks for having me, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me as your co-host today. Thanks for having me as your co-host today. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to Girl CEO Radio. And we are so excited to see where your business goes in the next 12 to 24 months. Bam. In addition to that, if you are not a part of the Girl CEO Inner Circle or Girl CEO Official, you can do so by going to girlceoinc.com. Uh, also, my six-week mentorship program is rolling out soon. So stay tuned on that. Jessica, I am so excited and most importantly, really, really proud of you and all of your success. Just really happy to help you start that business. And oh my gosh, we, we went back and forth with the name of that company. I'm glad you stuck with it. <laughs> and it was perfect. And I'm glad perfect. I had faith in you. So thank you so much for everything you've done. It's truly appreciated. Load Her business is growing. And um, Jessica, what's your website? Okay. So you can, right now you can check me out at thestrandedphase.com, instapodcast.com. I own it. It's being built as we speak. And um, if you want more information, just send me a DM. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at instapodcasts with an S at the end. She's using her company podcast. Oh my God. Instapodcasts. Instapodcasts is her company. She has a company. This is my agency. It's my baby. And I wasn't owning it before, but thanks to Ronnie, I'm owning it. So we will (laughs) see send you you can dm us on there we'll send you a proposal directly we can uh, talk more about our services if you're looking to start a podcast and really elevate your brand and bring that authority that you need to the airwaves love it love it all right guys we'll see you on the inside and have a productive day talk to you soon bye